Jesus has let his disciples know that he is on his way to the cross. His way has taken him from Galilee down to Jericho, up the mountain, and into the gates of Jerusalem, where there have been large crowds and palm branches. Jesus made his way to the temple, toppling over tables and accusing the leadership of making God's house into a safe place for thieves, a safe place for robbers. Such a way did not sit well with the chief priests and the scribes, and Mark writes that they kept looking for a way to kill him, for they were afraid of him, because the whole crowd was spellbound at his teaching. So it is that they are trying to trap him, take his authority away, set him up for some blunder, some trip of the tongue. They question him. They question him about his authority. They question him over paying taxes. They question, question him over the resurrection, killing him with questions. We will hear from one of those scribes this morning. We will hear the word of God. Hear the word of God. One of the scribes came near and heard them disputing with one another, and seeing that he answered them well, he asked Jesus, which commandment is the first of all? And Jesus answered, the first is this, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this, You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. And the scribes said to him, You are right, teacher. You have truly said that he is the one, and besides him there is no other. And to love him with all your heart, with all your, the understanding, and with all the strength, and to love one neighbor as oneself, this is much more important than all the whole burnt offerings and sacrifices. When Jesus saw that he answered wisely, he said to him, You are not far from the kingdom of God. After that, no one dared to ask him any questions. And this is the word of the Lord. Well, before I get to the point, I was wondering if any of you knew a, a nine-letter word for brownish purple. It's aubergine, okay, aubergine, okay. Before I get to the point, I was wondering if, does any of you know the highest point in Iowa? There is one. Is there one? It's Hawkeye Point. It's just about 4.5 miles out of Sibley. <laughs> now here's the point. Do any of you know what can give someone an air of superiority? <laughs> it's asking a question to which you already know an answer. Oh, it's great. It is great. A scribe asked Jesus a question, a question the scribe already knows the answer. Teacher of all the commandments, do you know of all the commandments, all 613 commandments that are in the, torture, in the Torah, teacher of all the 613 commandments, which one's the first of all? And Jesus responds, you are to love your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. And the second is that you shall love your neighbor as yourself. You're right. You're right. 
you're right. I'm not quite sure of the scribe's intonation because I can't decide what the feeling is when someone else knows the answer you know. Does it take the wind out of your sails having to share superiority with someone else? Or whether there's a comfort in the connection. Here's someone who knows what you know. And in this case, here's someone who believes what I believe. When you believe the same thing about God, that certainly helps a relationship. When Beth and I first met, we, do, we soon discovered that we were the only Presbyterians on campus. About a half an hour later, we were married. <laughs> we weren't like the rest of you having to spend hours in the late night hassling, debating, ironing out doctrines. No, we were of the same mind. The scribe and Jesus agreed. Now remember, Mark has told us that the Pharisees and the scribes were out to kill Jesus. That's the reasoning behind the question. The Pharisee and the scribes, they all had the answers. Superiority on full display in Jerusalem. Teacher, which commandment is first of all? You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You see, I can't tell whether they made a connection to scribe and Jesus. I can't tell if the relationship changed, a reformation of one kind or another. Here's someone who believes what I believe. Yippee. Or, darn it, he knew the answer. I thought maybe I could show this crowd who's following him that this fellow doesn't know what he's talking about. I was hoping we could put this dude to rest. If that's what that scribe was thinking, then what do you call it when a person who knows the right answer to a question, love your God and love your neighbor, that's the answer. He knows the answer. But his life points in another direction. What do you call that? That's called irony. Word and deed going in opposite directions. You know, sometimes to see that in others, that's quite enjoyable to catch. Someone whose word and deed are going in opposite directions. The mask advocate caught not wearing a mask. Oh, that makes for good video. The anti-vaxxer heading for the hospital, oh. <laughs> the follower of Christ, not being a follower of Christ. I thought you were supposed to be about loving your neighbor, not enjoying their downfall. The scribe had to look Jesus in the eye and say, you're right. We believe the same thing. We believe that loving your God and loving our neighbor is worth everything. All the sacrifices in the world don't 
Don't add up to that. Well, what does the Lord require of you? Not a thousand rams. No. The Lord requires you to do justice, to love kindness, to walk humbly with your Lord. The scribe looked at Jesus. Jesus looked at the scribe. Their words agree. Do their lives agree with the words? Jesus says, you're not far from the kingdom of God. Not far. Not far. Not far. Imagine sitting in Sunday school classroom and guy is teaching and guy asks a question, what's the greatest commandment? And like a Baptist at a sword drill convention, you raise your hand in a heartbeat. Mark 12, 30 through 31, teacher, it's love the Lord your God with all your heart, strength, mind, soul, and love your neighbor as yourself. And guy looks at you and says, you're not far from the kingdom of God. Imagine that. I imagine on Monday I will receive an email from you that says, sorry to bother you on your day off, but why can't Guy just say that I answered the question correctly in class? Why did he have to say I'm not far from the kingdom of God as if he knows how far away I am from the kingdom of God like he knows the kingdom of God and I don't? And now how do I respond? Do I support Guy? I know Guy and I know you and we both agree, <laughs> you're not far from the kingdom of God. Do I go into Guy's office and say, did you tell someone in your Sunday school class that they're not far from the kingdom of God? I know it's true, but you don't say that thing during pledge season. <laughs> Do I respond to the email and say, I don't know why he said that, but he says it to me all the time. I just pray he comes off his mountaintop and knows how the rest of us feel. I, I don't, you know, you're not far from the kingdom of God. Receiving that answer from anyone might give you something to stew about. But in Mark's gospel, remember, the point is all about identity. That Jesus isn't just some teacher. Jesus is the son of God. So the scribe is coming before Almighty God with a question that he already knows the answer to. Usually when you think about coming before Almighty God with a question, well, I, I, I heard it the other day. I heard it in Bible study the other day. When I die and I get to the, the throne, I've got a question for God. You ask God questions that you don't have an answer for. Tell me, God, why did my daughter have to suffer? Tell me, God, do you answer prayers all the time, some of the time, none of the time? Tell me, God, why did you make the mosquito? God questions. God questions need answers. You don't blow your God question on something you already know. Hey, God, what's my favorite food? Lasagna. God, you're so good. God, what's the greatest commandment? You're right, God. You're so good. What the Lord knows 
is that we are not far from the kingdom every time we know the right answer but choose not to live it out. Loving God and neighbor is more than just knowing it. It's letting go of our lives. It's letting go of our wants and our desires. For the wants and the desires of others, it's letting ourselves step back. It's like not getting heard. Jesus had a hard time getting heard, but that didn't stop him from listening. It's like being hated and despised and yet having mercy on those who hate and despise you. It's like being the first commandment, love your God, and having to show that first commandment on a cross. If one day there is a moment to stand before the throne of God and answer the question, what is life all about? Wouldn't it be great to already have the answer? Lord, I'm grateful. I'm grateful that I found in loving you, I was loving my neighbor, and I found that when I was loving my neighbor, I was loving you. Lord, I'm grateful I found the kingdom of God from time to time on this earth. And when I missed it, when I failed it, when I knew the right answer but failed to live it out, Lord, I'm grateful that I found your amazing grace.